Uh, Zach, I'm led to believe that your leafy vegetable of choice is arugula. Is that true? Are you an arugula guy? I'm, um, I'm more of a kale guy. Welcome to another D3 Datacast Division 3 Basketball Trading Card Pack opening video. Matt, this is our biggest episode yet. We've upped to a full six packs to open up today. So let's jump right in because we have a lot of cards to get through. And leading off, Matt, let's bring up that first pack. This is number 31 overall. First card is the Luther Norse. Yeah, Luther and the American Rivers Conference, Decorah, Iowa. They were 9-16 and 16 overall. The American Rivers was a super deep conference. We keep talking about that. And they were still in the top half of Division Three by Massey, even with that 9-16 and 16 overall record. Our next card features the Sage Gators. Quick question for you, Zach, about Sage. They're in the Empire 8 out of Troy, New York. How many teams are in the Empire 8 conference? The Empire 8, that's going to be one of those conferences like the Big Ten where the number really doesn't mean anything. Yeah, there's 10 last year. There will be 9 this upcoming year and 11 the following year. So any answer except 8 is valid, I think, at this point. All right, the Anna Maria Amcats are up next. Anna Maria and the GNAC, Paxton, Massachusetts, 6-11 and 11 during conference play last year. The Husson Eagles. Husson out of the NAC, Bangor, Maine. And I think Bangor is most famous for being the fictional home of fictional character Julie the Cat Gaffney in the Mighty Ducks series. I don't know if that's what you think about when you think of Bangor, but certainly I do. Absolutely. All right, Fitchburg State Falcons are up next, Matt. Yeah, Fitchburg, Massachusetts, the MassCAC Conference. Four and eight in the MassCAC. Um, only seven teams, t 12 games uh, scheduled for the conference play there, so there's plenty of opportunities for non-conference games in the MassCAC. Next, we have the Bryn Athen Lions. Yeah, Bryn Athen out of the CSAC. Um, Bryn Athen, Pennsylvania. Uh, they've not yet had a winning season in Division Three. I think they're heading into their ninth season, not counting that COVID year. So hoping for a winning season out of Bryn Athen. McMurray Warhawks up next. McMurray ASC, American Southwest Conference, Abilene, Texas. One more year for them in that league before they're going to depart for the SCAC. All right, Matt. Now we have the Concordia Moorhead Cobbers. Matt, are you a Cobber? Uh, I don't know what a Cobber is, but I think this is one of the great uh, mascots in Division Three. Well, I guess it's a corn cob, right? People who love corn cobs or maybe who are corn cobs themselves. Their mascot is a large cob of corn. I think that's one of the great nicknames in Division Three. one of the great mascots in Division Three. I just don't know what, what I could do to become a Cobber myself, I suppose. Well, Matt, you're either a Cobber or a Husker, but I would think if you're really corny, you might be both. That's a great one. I like that one, Zach. Thank you. Okay, our first insert in this pack is the Fierce Foes set with this one highlighting the rivalry between DePaul and Wabash. Uh, yeah, it's it's football season right now, so uh, one of the great football rivalries as well, but we're focusing on D3 hoops, uh, and these are the D3 hoop teams that we're going to be talking about. In basketball last season, they split the season series, and then it was Wabash who won the rubber match in the NCAC semifinals. All right, back to the team base set here. We have the SUNY Oneonta Red Dragons. Yeah, Oneonta, I think it's one of the sneaky good programs in Division Three right now. I, I don't think they're maybe talked about nationally as much as they should. Uh, 17, 18, 19 wins each of the last three seasons. Uh, so they're definitely right up there. I'm um, one of the teams I'm going to be watching going forward as well. Now the Northwestern Eagles out of Minnesota. 
UMAC conference here, Roseville, Minnesota. Uh, they've been traditionally one of the UMAC leaders, although uh, last year they were third place at nine and five. So still strong, but not quite as elite as maybe they had been in that league. And we have to wait for the last card of this pack to come to our other insert here with Matt. We have the major moment set commemorating uh, legendary coach Dave Hickson's induction into the Basketball Hall of Fame. I believe he is the the first kind of career D3 guy to make it into the Basketball Hall of Fame. So a, a big recognition for him and a proud moment for all of Division Three basketball. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And for anyone who hasn't checked out uh, kind of this moment for Coach Hickson, Ryan Scott wrote a good piece on D3hoops.com about this. I think he was there. Uh, at the induction night. And embedded there, there's also a video of Coach Hickson's speech. So check that out on d3hoops.com. Check that out from Ryan Scott. Uh, great stuff for sure there. All right, on to pack 32. Our pack two of six in this episode starts off with the Geneva Golden Tornadoes. Yeah, Beaver Falls, Pennsylvania, President's Athletic Conference. 18 wins last season matches their high since joining Division Three about 15 seasons ago or so. All right, first insert for this pack comes from the National Committee set, Matt. Here we have Sarah Quatraki, who was the chair. Yeah, chair of the committee. Uh, as her day job, she serves, serves as the athletics director at Maryville College of Tennessee. So great work there from Sarah Quatraki heading the National Committee. I think it was a great tournament uh, that we saw last season. So uh, props to her and the team. Next card is the Wentworth Leopards in the team base set. Yep, Commonwealth Coast Conference, Boston, Massachusetts is where Wentworth is. Uh, they're kind of an under-the-radar program to me, pretty consistently reaching double digits. So Wentworth is definitely a team to keep your eye on if you're a Division Three fan. All right, next card will not be a team to keep your eye on in uh, the coming years, as Bob Jones was a third-year provisional, completed their provisional uh, process just in time to decide, actually, we're not going to go to Division Three. So, uh, But they were uh, competing in Division Three as a third-year provisional last year, the Bob Jones Bruins. Yeah, I think maybe institutionally change is hard for Bob Jones. Maybe uh, learning about new things is maybe difficult there for them. They were trying to learn about Division Three, but at the end of the process, they decided to, to cut ties there and uh, to back out. So they were just about finished with the process, going to join Division Three as a full member, and um, they have... Uh, exited that process, so they will no longer be part of Division Three going forward. Salem State Vikings. Uh, yeah, MASCAC Conference, Salem, Massachusetts, 8-18 uh, and 18 overall. They had a really tough stretch of eight consecutive losses. Uh, seven of those eight, I think, were by single-digit margins. So they had a lot of close games in there. That one kind of stretch maybe derailed their season a little bit. All right, Matt, we're going back-to-back -back with Vikings here. This time it's the Augustana Vikings, not to be confused with the Augustana Vikings. Yeah, a lot of Augustana Vikings. There's a D2 out in the Dakotas somewhere. There's um, our D3 friends here in Rock Island, Illinois, the CCIW Conference. They were once a perennial favorite in Division Three, and in that conference kind of had a down cycle two sub-500 seasons in a row. So the Rock Island faithful of Augustana uh, definitely looking for things to turn around in the coming years. All right, North Carolina Wesleyan battling bishops are up next. And, you know, Matt, there was kind of a time, what, midseason or kind of uh, later in conference play, I joked to you that I, I thought NC Wesleyan might be the best Wesleyan. And I might not have been off on that. It was only like 80% a joke, right? Yeah, it did not end up being a joke. Um, by the efficiency ratings last season, they were the best Wesleyan. I think by Massey ratings, one of the other Wesleyans was maybe on top. I don't know if it was Virginia Wesleyan. Uh, or what. But yeah, NC Weston got into the tournament out of the USA South Conference, 23-5 and five overall, so nice season for them for sure. 
Back to the American Rivers here, Matt. The Buena Vista Beavers. Yeah, the Beavers out of Storm Lake, Iowa. American Rivers Conference, uh, as was mentioned, nine and sixteen in the league. Um, in what was a really excellent league, nine and sixteen overall. Um, and I think they're eligible to return just about everyone. I think there's some maybe transfer news coming out, and I'm going to speak without really knowing here, so that's dangerous. They might be losing one player or two players, uh, but they're going to return the majority, I think, of what they had last season. So maybe, maybe that portends strong things for Buena Vista. We'll have to see. All right, insert card here from the D3 Threads. Matt, you got a swatch of green. And when Kelvin played Hope in Grand Rapids last year, there was a lot of green as both communities came together to wear green in support of Michigan State University uh, just in the days following a tragic shooting on campus there in East Lansing. Yeah, and unfortunately, something we're kind of seeing too often in this country, I think, uh, tragic mass shootings. Uh, but yeah, last February, the Calvin and Hope teams and fans kind of put uh, team colors aside for much of the game in support of the Michigan State community, in support of uh, the recognition of the, the, the tragic shooting there. So uh, fierce rivalry, but, but on this night, they stood together and we wanted to recognize that in our D3 Threads series here. Back to the team base set with the Eastern Nazarene Lions. Yeah, Eastern Nazarene from the NECC. They're moving to the North Atlantic Conference in this next season, 2023-2024, as the NECC has folding. Uh, but if you go up to Quincy, Mass., that's where you'll find Eastern Nazarene. UW-Eau Claire Blue Golds up next. Yeah, 17-10, and 10, which is a very nice record from a team in the WIAC, a team that's not leading the WIAC. Uh, if, if the Division Three had the same access ratio to the tournament as Division One, UW-Eau Claire would definitely have been uh, in the mix for the tournament there. Uh, but as it stands, just really, really tough to get Pool C bids. Um, and we saw UW-Whitewater and UW-Oshkosh both make the tournament out of the WIAC. UW-Eau Claire uh, was a tournament-quality team, but unfortunately could not sniff the tournament last year just to how difficult it is in Division Three. And wrapping up our 32nd pack here, the Lebanon Valley Dutchman. Yeah, the Matt Commonwealth Conference, Anvil, Pennsylvania. They're going to be making the transition from the Commonwealth side of the Matt Conference to the Freedom side of the Matt Conference. And those two halves kind of had their own automatic bid there. So just a little conference shuffle there in the mid-Atlantic. Moving on to pack 33, Matt, let's get started with... Oh, it's an insert card here, Content Kings. Matt, we have... Brendan Gulick here, who uh, is featured on the NCAA shows, and we actually uh, finally got to meet Brendan in Fort Wayne last year. Yes, I have not taken a poll of all Division Three fans, but I'm assuming Brendan Gulick has a high approval rating, because if he's talking about your team, that means you are in the NCAA tournament. He does the selection shows, uh, usually partnering with Dave McHugh there, and announces the selection. So really great for Brendan Gulick to be talking about your team in late February, early March. The Haverford Fords are our first team base card in this pack. Yeah, Centennial Conference, Haverford, Pennsylvania. They were 7-11 near the middle of a really good Centennial Conference uh, last season. The Berea Mountaineers are up next. Collegiate Conference of the South, Berea, Kentucky. One more season in that CCS Conference. Then they're going to be joining the HCAC, Zach. That's going to put the CCS at risk, I think, of gaining their Pool A bid. They're in the middle of that two-year waiting period now, so we're going to have to see what happens with the uh, CCS going forward. Next card's the UMass Boston Beacons. A Little East Conference, Boston, Massachusetts. They're the Beacons, and they're on Beacon Street in Boston, right near kind of the Beacon Hill area of Boston. So I guess that's that's why they're the Beacons. Makes sense. All right, another provisional here, Matt, the Lion Scots. 
Uh, year one provisional for Lion. They're slated to join the SLIAC conference, I think, in a couple of seasons when they're full members of Division Three. So we're going to watch out for Lion as they make that transition into D3 world. The Wilkes Colonels are our next card. Mac Freedom Conference, Wilkesbury, Pennsylvania, uh, for uh, for Wilkes, uh, and they're leaving the Mac F, the Mac Freedom, for the Landmark Conference starting this next season. So they've completed their Mac Freedom competition, and the Landmark marks a new venture for them. Babson Beavers. New Mac Conference, Babson Park, Massachusetts. Uh, they were third place in the New Mac standings, but they won the conference tournament. They got that automatic bid. They got into the tournament. They got that first round tag there on their card, and they lost to Utica in the first round of the NCAA tournament. The Roadrunners of Ramapo. Yeah, NJAC team, New Jersey Athletic Conference. I think NJAC is a conference that's once again on the rise, but maybe Ramapo is kind of being left at the bottom there. Last couple of seasons, seasons they've been toward the bottom of the NJAC standings. All right, Matt, unsung heroes card here. Uh, this one recognizes Hope College Sports Infor Information Director Alan Babbitt. Alan Babbitt, yeah, great uh, supporter of D3 Athletics there at Hope College, working in there uh, as their SID, um, a, a good uh, interactor on Twitter. And, you know, all things considered, Zach, doesn't seem like a bad guy. Uh, I know, you know, maybe his choice of vocation, institutional uh, allegiances is maybe, you know, questionable here. But, um, you know, it seems like an okay dude from my online interactions. Yeah, we know he and Jeff Phoebus work across the uh, rivalry lines to help each other out as much as possible, and they uh, both do a great job. So, well-earned. I'm sure that's, and, uh, that's a heated relationship, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Base card here, Matt. The Denison Big Red, a team uh, we'll see our Calvin Knights open up with in this uh, upcoming season. Yeah, Granville, Ohio, North Coast Athletic Conference. 5-11 and 11 overall last year, 10-6 and 6 in the NCAAC. I think they were one of the sneaky good teams in the uh, in Division Three last year. Didn't get a lot of pub, but really kind of in the upper 25%, upper quartile by some of the computer systems. So Denison was good, uh, even though their record was more uh, middling than it would suggest. And speaking of the upper quartile, definitely in terms of, uh, of nicknames here, we have the Banana Slugs. Matt from UC Santa Cruz. Definitely a great nickname. Santa Cruz, California, Coast to Coast Conference. Uh, they're really out there in no man's land in, uh, in California. There's the Southern, Collegiate Inter Southern California Intercollegiate Athletic Conference. That's kind of the LA area. But that's like a five to six hour bus ride for UC Santa Cruz. That would be like Adrian College from Michigan going to play Buffalo State in New York. That's kind of the distance that they would have to travel week in and week out if they were going to join the, the Skyac Conference. So not really a good option. That's why they're in the Coast to Coast, which plays no conference games in just a conference tournament at the end of the year. Our next card is the St. Joseph's Long Island Golden Eagles. Friends from the Skyline Conference, Patchogue, New York. They were 13-12 and 12 overall. Uh, although their game of the year was probably a 22-point win over Farmingdale State in February. Farmingdale State went on to the NCAA tournament, so that was a great-looking win for St. Joseph's Long Island. They're going to want more of that in the coming years. That wraps up Pack 33. Matt, we're tearing the foil on Pack 34 to start off with the Illinois Wesleyan Titans. CCIW Conference, Bloomington, Illinois. Last year was a down season for Illinois Wesleyan, 12 and 14 overall. They're not very used to sub-500 seasons, but I think we're expecting uh, better things uh, in, in the season ahead. I think they're going to bounce back to a, a large degree heading into the 2024 season. Here's an insert card, Matt, from the Major Moments set going back to February when Albertus Magnus ended uh, St. Joseph, Connecticut's bid for a perfect season. Yep. 
Yeah, first uh, loss of St. Joseph's season came in their conference tournament final. Um, Albertus Magnus wins this game, wins the pool A-bid. They get themselves into the NCAA tournament. That makes the GNAC a two-bid league. This was definitely a game that we were watching. Lots of people around the country were watching as upsets were in abundance last conference tournament season. Wilmington Quakers are up next. Yeah, the Quakers in the Ohio Athletic Conference, Wilmington, Ohio. They were 4-3 and three in non-conference action, but then just 4-14 and 14 in what was a really strong OAC. The Olivet Comets, Matthew. Yeah, Michigan Intercollegiate Athletic Conference, Olivet, Michigan, not too far from both of us, kind of right in between our two houses, actually. Uh, and they're going to change their name. They were Olivet College. Now they're going to be the University of Olivet going forward. Our next card here, Matthew, are Sinus Bears. Our Sinus out of the Centennial Conference, Collegeville, Maryland. They've been to the Final Four twice in their history, 1981 and 2008. The Rhodes Lynx are up next. Really nice year from Rhodes last year in the SAA out of Memphis, Tennessee. Uh, they were 18-7 and seven overall. They lost in the SAA semifinals to Suwannee, and they went on to upset Barry in the SAA title game and got into the tournament. Uh, so a uh, big battle there in the SAA. Rhodes unfortunately fell to Suwannee, uh, but they're the inventional NCAA tournament team there. All right, Matt, they got to mention earlier in this episode, but here's their card, the Farmingdale, Farmingdale State Rams. Yeah, the Skyline champs last season got into the tournament, Farmingdale, New York. Um, in hindsight, they had what was very nearly the play of the tournament last year. Uh, down by one in the first round against Christopher Newport, the eventual national champions. They had the last shot to win, um, and they very could have, very easily could have ended the captain's tournament run in game one. And now, obviously, that didn't happen, but uh, and we would never have known how big of a shot that was. I mean, it would have been a huge upset in its own right, but very nearly uh, changed the whole trajectory of the tournament right there, right in week one. Farmingdale State very nearly knocking off the captains. That ended up being their closest game, obviously, of the whole tournament. Oh, that final game was pretty close, too. That was two right, points. Matt. That was double the margin. <laughs> All right, the Capital Comets. Capital out of the OAC, Columbus, Ohio, uh, 12 and 14 overall, 8 and 10 in the OAC. Uh, they've been almost exclusively within a game or two of 500 for the last 10 years or so. Um, you know, like 15 years ago, they were kind of on top of that league. So it's been more of middle, middle of the road for Capital here lately. The Simpson Storm. Yeah, Simpson was 5 and 11 in the arc last year, American Rivers Conference finishing seventh. The team that finished sixth was Co, and they went on to win the automatic bid. So maybe they were one spot too low to win the AQ uh, out of the American Rivers Conference last year. Here's our other insert for this pack, Matt. Random Twitter people, our guy Ryan Whitnable, who, uh, according to this photo, seems to be taking umbrage with us calling yeah. a random Twitter person. Yeah. This is the reaction when you call him a random Twitter person at OAC B-Ball Show. Ryan Whitnable is a very prominent figure in the Division Three. Uh, Twitter scene, hashtag D3Hoops, you will find Ryan Whitnable. Um, you will find him as the creator, executive director of the Great Lakes Invitational. I don't know if I just made up a title for, uh, for him, but uh, he runs a really great tournament there. Looking forward to attending that in November. Uh, he's one of the foremost experts on Region 7, what used to be the Great Lakes region in Division Three basketball. Definitely a great follow if you have not already followed Whitnable. Uh, definitely check him out on Twitter. 
Next card, Central Dutch. Another American Rivers Conference team. This one out of Pella, Iowa. They were the regular season champs in the arc, 13-3, and which is ridiculous given the parity in that conference. We talked about it time and time again. Very impressive. Unfortunately, the depth meant that they could not ultimately win the conference tournament, and they missed their chance at the NCAA tournament uh, at the same time. And the Mount St. Joseph Lions wrap us up here for Pack 34. MSJ out of the HCAC, Cincinnati, Ohio. Um, trouble out of conference last season, just 1-6 in six in the non-conference last year for MSJ. Brings us to Pack 35, Matt, and we're leading off with the Johns Hopkins Blue Jays. Centennial Conference, Baltimore, Maryland. They were a Sweet 16 team this last season. I think they've had a winning record every year since 2011 and 20-plus seasons in four of the last five full seasons. Johns Hopkins has definitely become a Division Three power. Uh, they're a team that you expect to kind of reach that Sweet 16 point um, almost a year in and year out. Up next, we have the Catholic Cardinals. Landmark Cat. Conference for Catholic, Washington, D.C. Really nice season for them last year. Uh, they were tied atop the landmark standings, expecting them to be in that top 25 um, national kind of picture as well in the season ahead. The Bethany Bison are our next card. Uh, Bethany, West Virginia, President's Athletic Conference, 3-22 and last year. Uh, been four or five kind of down years for Bethany. Previously, they were one of the President's favorites almost annually, so it's been a little bit of a downturn here for Bethany. All right, Matt, major moments here. You know, we love a tournament road trip. This major moment comes, uh, you know, from tournament time here as Poppers took the, the McHugh road trip. And hey, shouts out, shout out to Andy for making Poppers ride in the backseat. Yeah, that's a, that's a big time move by Dave's son there, making Poppers. You're going to ride along, you got to ride in the back. Uh, but I'm sure that was a good time talking Division Three, Zach. As you mentioned, I had it in my notes as well. Tournament road trips were some of the moments that solidified our Division Three fandom, uh, going even back to our time as students uh, and beyond. I think that's that's a special time there for Division Three fans. Glad that that Poppers and McHugh could make the trip there together. Yeah, road tripping with them for a tournament game would be a lot of fun. All right, Matt. Let's see. We have the Susquehanna Riverhawks Landmark Conference Selen Grove. Sellins Grove, Pennsylvania. Uh, they were tied with Catholic atop the landmark standings, and they had beaten Catholic twice. So I think they were the number one seed in the landmark. Really, uh, really great season there. Um, and we'll have to see how that rolls uh, into next year's landmark as well. All right. The Norwich Cadets are up next. Yeah. GNAC Conference, Northfield, Vermont. I believe this, I think believe you said it correctly, Norwich. It's not like the Premier League side, which says Norwich. Actually, I don't know if they're in the Premier League anymore. The English football side, Norwich. We don't say the W. Canaries. The Canaries, yeah. Okay, Matt, the Maine Presque Isle Owls. Yeah, from the NAC, uh, North Atlantic Conference. Uh, it's been four non-COVID seasons in the NAC. Uh, after being an independent for so long, it was hard for them to get games up there in, in Maine. Um, but, but since they joined a conference, I've been impressed to see that they've been 27 and 28 in those seasons. So they've been really competitive right in the middle of that league uh, for UMPI. Now we have the Franklin and Marshall Diplomats. Yeah, FNM is in the Centennial Conference, Lancaster, PA. Uh, five and two in non-conference last year, including some really strong wins against Region 9 teams like uh, Dubuque and UW-Platteville. Uh, seven and 11 in the conference, which was right near the middle, but Centennial Conference is kind of one of those top 10-ish uh, conferences in Division Three, so tough league there for sure. All right, now we have an insert, another one from the National Committee set. Matt, here we have Charlie Mason. 
Yeah, Charlie Mason, head coach, New England College. I believe he's been there for about uh, 21 years or so. So he definitely has the Division Three experience, served on the national committee. Uh, those folks put in a lot of work to make sure they're doing a good job on the regional rankings. I think we've seen um, a lot of transparency out of those committees in the, in the last several seasons. So uh, we wanted to highlight them here with these cards. Uh, appreciate the work that they do for Division Three and doing a, um, a tremendous job on those committees. All right, Matt, we have the Dominican Stars here. You might, as a baseball fan, think of Dominican Stars, such as David Ortiz, Manny Ramirez, but uh, here we have the Division Three basketball team. The Division Three basketball Dominican Stars. They do not play in the Division uh, in the Dominican Republic. They play in River Forest, Illinois, in the Northern Athletics Conference. Uh, I think the Northern Athletics Conference is a league on the rise. I think they are kind of like a top half-ish league now. I'm not. I don't think maybe I always thought of them that way. Uh, Dominican was six and two in non-conference play, and then just one and fifteen in league play. So that tells you kind of their competition level went up a notch when they went into conference play. Next card here, the St. Mary's Maryland Seahawks. Yeah, they're out of St. Mary's City, Maryland in the United East Conference. Um, and I've been kind of surprised that they haven't performed as well in the last three years since they've joined the UEC, kind of like a decade ago when they were in the Capital Athletic Conference. It seemed like they were winning 20-plus games a year. I don't know if this is just a down cycle in the program or if other things have changed maybe in their athletics department. Uh, but yeah, St. Mary's College is kind of more of a middle-of-the-road UEC team. Um and maybe I expected differently when they joined that conference. Next up, we have the Rippin' Red Hawks. Midwest Conference, Rippin', Wisconsin. A tremendous start to the season. Their first three games included two eventual tournament teams. They won them all, won these all, uh, St. Norbert and Co. Plus, they had a win over UW-Platteville, who's always a strong UW school. Um, that ended up as a solid year for Rippin', but maybe not quite as strong as that early start suggested for them. All right, Matt, that's it for pack 35 on to pack 36. For the first time, we've got an episode here with six packs, and it gets started off with the Clark's Summit Defenders. Clark's Summit played in the CSAC last year, Clark's Summit, Pennsylvania, uh, up near Scranton. And that's one of the, that's the league. The CSAC is merging into the United East next season, so that'll be one big conference next year with all those teams. The SUNY Canton Kangaroos. Yeah, SUNY Canton in the North Atlantic Conference, uh, Canton, New York. When I think of SUNY schools, I think of Region 3 as kind of being New York State, but there's some uh, New York State schools out in uh, Region 7, and this one happens to be in Region 1. So you got to look all across the regional map to find some of these SUNY schools, to find these schools out in New York State. Region 1 for SUNY Canton. The UW Stout Blue Devils. Yeah, UW Stout in the WIAC. They're from Menominee, Wisconsin. I think they're the only UW in Division Three that isn't UW and then the name of their town. I think everyone else is like UW River Falls is in River Falls, Wisconsin. UW Oshkosh is in Oshkosh, Wisconsin. But no, not UW Stout. They're in Menominee, but they are not UW Menominee. All right, Matt, we have another random Twitter person. This time it's Greg Prince. Greg Prince. A very, a very passionate Division Three yeah. basketball tweeter. You nailed it with the, the, the very passionate Division Three tweeter. Uh, Twitter troll extraordinaire for Division Three, maybe. Uh, Greg Prinz, uh, yeah, I, again, I have in my note, he is really just passionate. So give him a little bit of a pass. I think he's got like one or two things he's really, really passionate about. And if you like hit the fringes of his conversational topics, then he will be in your mentions for like a week straight until you, uh, you know, say the thing from the perspective he wants you to say the thing from. 
Um, but yeah, we, we love all the Division Three supporters, and that includes you, Greg Prince. He even joked when we started the set that he should have a Twitter troll card, and I don't think we had told him at the time, but we had already in, in decided to include him in the uh, random Twitter people set. So shouts to you, Greg. Thanks for being a great Division Three supporter. Right. No block zone here. Nope. All right, the Carthage Firebirds, Matt, back in the team base set. Yeah, Kenosha, Wisconsin, CCIW for Carthage. Uh, they were a team that was tough for me to figure out. One game, they would beat North Park, who was on top of that league. The next game, this is probably not the correct order, but another game, they would lose to Carroll, who was on the bottom of that league and, and, and not a particularly good Division Three team. That was maybe the year, that's maybe the extreme version of the year that Carthage had last year. I just did not peg them very well. I expect great things from them next season. It looks like they're bringing back a ton. So 23-24 for Carthage. I'm expecting them to be at or near the top of the CCIW. All right, next card here is the New England College Pilgrims, or just the Grims, as sometimes they're known. Yeah, um, yeah, a really good season um, for, for, for the Pilgrims. They were in the NECC. And they're making the move to the GNAT because the NECC is, is folding. Uh, so I think their competition level will tick up a bit going from the NECC to the GNAC. All right, next we have the Hamlin Pipers. Uh, St. Paul, Minnesota, the Minnesota Intercollegiate Athletic Conference for Hamlin. Uh, great, great conference tournament game they had against St. Mary's. A double overtime thriller. I was watching that one for sure. That was in the opening round of the Mayak tournament. Uh, and they went on to play Carleton in the semis. They lost to Carleton. Carleton went into the NCAA tournament. So that's where Hamlin's season ended. But that double OT win was a great one. All right, Matt, another major moment here from the from this past season here. We had the Top 16 reveal hosted on Hoopsville as both chairs of the uh, national committees gave their Top 16. Yeah, this is something I enjoyed tremendously. I think this is the second year we've gotten the Top 16 reveal um, from the national committee chairs. This year it was Sarah Quatrocki on the men's side and uh, Megan Wilson on the women's side joining kind of a special edition of Hoopsville to exclusively reveal their committee's top 16 teams. It's kind of two weeks ahead of time or so, but kind of like uh, if everything held and geography held, these would be our kind of teams in line to host the, for the first round of the NCAA tournament. It gives us a good perspective into what the committees are thinking. It's good entertainment and it's a good um, discussion starter for Division Three. So props to these two women for leading their committees and and making the decision to uh, uh, have a six, uh, top 16 reveal and have it in a place that respects the Division Three community as much as Hoopsville does. Absolutely. All right, Matt, next card is the Southwestern Pirates. Uh, yeah, Southwestern in the SCAC, Georgetown, Texas. Now, they are near Austin, Texas, and we found a few episodes ago that conference mate Austin is not near Austin, Texas. So I may be going to propose a name switch there between Southwestern and Austin if they will allow it. Uh, but they, they are actually in Georgetown, Texas. I don't know if I mentioned that not explic explicitly Austin, but in the region of Austin. Okay, Matt, we have the Elmhurst Blue Jays here. We know you know your Blue Jays. Uh, 18 and 10 season last year from the Blue Jays after making a Final Four run in 2022. They reached the finals of the CCIW tournament, but ultimately fell to North Park and then did not get an at-large bid. So they did not have an opportunity to defend their Final Four spot. Kings Monarchs up next. Kings out of the Mac Freedom Conference, Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania uh, area, 4-12 and 12 in conference, 9-15 and 15 overall. That's a one-game improvement in both of those categories year over year. All right, and wrapping up here, Matt, 
We have the Mount St. Mary Knights. Yeah, Mount St. Mary out of the skyline, uh, Newburgh, New York. I'm always fascinated to look up where exactly in New York um, New York schools are. But Mount St. Mary is a good ways north of NYC along the Hudson River. Um, that's where you will find Mount St. Mary. All right, Matt, we, we mentioned in the last episode, it felt like we were in the stretch run. And now having gotten this episode done, we can officially say there is only one more episode in this series to come. We have six more packs, and that will wrap up the entire 500-plus card set here. So, Matt, we've also all, almost made it here. Almost. Almost. Uh, and uh, it's also the time of the show we need to uh, to recognize some important people who have decided to support us through our Patreon here. You can join these fine folks by going to patreon.com slash d3datacast. Check out what we have there with the options to support us and um, what you can get as a result. Uh, there's a QR code there, or like I said, patreon.com slash d3datacast. And with that, Matt. Good job, team. Good job, team.